Wine and Crime contains graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Before we get to the show, we wanted to shout out our sponsor, Studio Sweden. Studio is a Scandinavian headphone and earbud company that wants your headphones to not just be a high-tech device, but also a high-fashion accessory. These bad boys look super cool. Uh, they even have interchangeable caps, so if you want to switch it up, uh, you can do that and fit your style. Uh, the quality is excellent and is on par with some of the highest-rated headphones on the market. And with what can only be described as sorcery, mm-hmm. aka Bluetooth, they can connect to any device, <laughs> but they still have an optional aux cord if you are as terrified of this Bluetooth as we are. Using my Bluetooth um, nonsense. <laughs> we are very wary of it. But Not it does work. I've tried Bluetooth. it. <laughs> <laughs> they also charge super quickly, and they have a 24-hour active battery life, and that is not an exaggeration. Mm-hmm, accurate. And we are using the Regent on-ear model, which is geared toward clarity and balanced sound. So it's really perfect for recording and podcast editing. And my editing and recording experience has been so much clearer and easier since switching to studio. Not to mention, I look soups totes hot in these headphones. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and your braces. Uh, <laughs> and my adult braces. Uh, I hate you guys. <laughs> these headphones are sold at studiosweden.com. That is spelled S-U-D-I-O, Sweden.com. <laughs> and our promo code GALS is live now, and that will get you 15% off. And also, Studio Sweden offers free worldwide shipping, which is a miracle. Yeah. Yeah. So go get yourself a pair of the best headphones or earbuds you will ever have at studiosweden.com. Now on to the show. We're idiots. <laughs> okay, you are listening to Wine and Crime, the podcast where three friends chug wine, chat true crime, and unleash their worst Minnesotan accents. <laughs> ah. <laughs> and these bad boys may be exaggerated, but they are not fake. They are authentic. <laughs> they have a certificate of authenticity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is, is that our for me or vaginas. my certificate? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, this week we will be discussing identity theft. <laughs> I'm so glad I did the research on the correct topic because <laughs> I didn't start until two in the morning and you were last drunk. night, and I was. Not sober. Yep. That would be amazing if Lucy's background in psych was for like <laughs> God knows what. The man Cannibalism and I were like, again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're I'm just like, like how so to dispose of a body again. Identity theft. <laughs> Lucy's weird nightmares where she's trying to dispose of bodies. Yeah, she um, has those way too often. <laughs> no, it's identity theft. Yeah, good. And speaking of identities, I'm Kenyon. <laughs> I'm Lucy. And I'm Amanda. Or so you claim. Or is she? Or yeah. is she? <laughs> I do sound a little different because I have begun my adult braces journey. Woohoo! <laughs> Goodbye, Snaggle. You I know, the Snaggle. I'm pushing the Snaggle out. 
I love it. Though. Pushing the snaggle oh, so back. Cute. I'm actually a little bit sad about losing snaggle. I'll save all of my aligners because when you look at the aligners out like off of my teeth, the snaggle is <laughs> distinct. I was like, how did no one fucking tell me that my teeth are so jacked? They're not. They are. It's my favorite part about you. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make a beautiful necklace out of my aligners. A la Lucy. (laughs) Should we get onto the show because we're completely insane and everyone is confused as to what we're talking about? Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. it. Identity theft. So, Amanda, what is our wine crime pairing? Well, before we get to the wine and crime pairing, we have some exciting things to talk about, don't we? We do. We have butt plugs. We have butt plugs, y'all. Not not literally, just things that we need to plug. Hey, some um, of us might be literally. But no judgment. You don't but know. But no judgment. Zero judgment. How okay. I get up in the morning. That's true. It's true. <laughs> um, okay, first thing. We are going to CrimeCon. We are crime contractually con. obligated to attend CrimeCon now. <laughs> we could get sued if we don't show up, so we'll see you in May, Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> that is true. And I will uh, also be attending from South Africa. I will be true. flying into Nashville. Uh, I will be jet lagged as fuck, but uh-huh. super happy to be there. It's going to be awesome. And I am still working on the gals to see if they will indeed join me in dressing up like Nancy Grace all weekend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I want to have the biggest hair possible. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. All three of us just huge bouffant wigs. Mm -hmm. A lot of first impressions. Yep. So it's perfect. Yeah, we're going to crush it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think we I want them ruined talking our first about impressions us with for decades. with our first episode of necrophilia. Yeah. I think we put ourselves out there, and people now just need to know. But anyway, mm-hmm. Crime Con, it is um, what May first 4th, weekend 5th in May, May fourth, yeah, fourth, fifth, and sixth in Nashville, Tennessee, and um, Nashville, Nashville. You can. We will soon be sharing our special uh, code that you can use to buy tickets with. And please, please buy tickets using our code because that is what pays for our hotel room. Mm-hmm. And potentially <laughs> some airfare. And we are poor yeah. and we are, we signed this contract to do this on a wing and a prayer. And yeah. either, In very good faith. Yeah, either enough folks. <laughs> get their tickets referencing our code and they put us up for the weekend or they don't and it comes out of our pocket. Either way, we're going and yep. we're committed to it. We're really excited either way. Um, but it would be... But flights from South Africa are really expensive and yeah, so are not hotel cheap. Rooms. Oh, God. Yeah, not I don't, cheap. I'm too scared. Don't make me think about it. I'm not going to think okay. about a world where people don't sign up with our code. So, see you in Nashville. (laughs) All expenses paid, maybe, probably not, not even close. Love you. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be so fun, though. I'm so fucking pumped for this. I am, too. I'm fucking excited. We can't, Ah! the response we've been getting from people saying that they're going is, like, amazing. There are so many awesome people that we're going to meet from 
happy hour and obviously other podcasts. And I'm like way more excited to meet some of our like happy hour people. Listeners, to be honest. But oh yeah, me too. I am also very excited to meet other podcasters. I'm not a monster. <laughs> um, it's if gonna we don't be meet so awesome. Grace, I will be very, very disappointed. Devastated. I'm just Literally excited to devastated. drink with the captain. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. already messaged him, and he said he'd yeah. meet us at the hotel bar. So Hell yeah. See you soon, Capitan. Have um, some captain with the captain. Oh, oh my <laughs> God. My friend's little nephew calls those spicy cokes. <laughs> How old is he? He's like How does eight. he know? <laughs> Uncle Ted had too many spicy cokes, and he had to go to jail. Spicy Cokes! <laughs> I want to just start thing. going to a bar and ordering a spicy Coke and having the bartender be like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Mommy spicy needs coke, to have please. her spicy Coke now. Yep. Yeah. Don't yeah. touch that. That's Mommy's spicy Coke. It's yeah. spicy Coke o'clock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somewhere. Spicy Coke <laughs> <laughs> oh my god alright real quick as we derail um, amazing few more butt plugs uh, this I can fit order your holiday it. merch now this is basically the very last moment that you can order it and be guaranteed that it will arrive by uh, December 24th correct domestically domestic international no guarantees we do our best and mail systems around the world are very different as i've learned yeah. the hard way yeah um even to canada yeah it's not that hard just yep. jump across that line and drop it yep. off yeah yeah i could drive it there faster get it to but go. anyway we got a lot of uh, holiday merch. We worked with some uh, amazing artists to come up with custom designs for some mm-hmm. of our merch. Mm-hmm. Um, Velvet Hands designs. Go, Carolyn. We've got holiday cards. We've got travel coffee mugs. We've got wine glasses. We've got T-shirts. We've got We've buttons. got wine keys. We've got, oh, bottle openers, wine yep. keys. They're super cool. So, yeah, check all that shit out at our uh, <laughs> online store, Wine and all Crime Podcast. Shit. Shit. <laughs> Cartel.com. The gym dot is she. Forward slash. Dot edu.org. Dot edu.org. Oh, my God. And then the last thing is we have been nominated for People's Choice Award for the 2017 Discover Pod Awards as a finalist. But we still need your vote to win that category. And voting closes on December 14th. So get your tookus down to your computer. Yeah. And type in. That's when this episode airs. What? That's the day this episode airs. So now. Today's your last day. Now, now, now. What's the website no, no, no. that they go to to do it? Uh, the uh, URL is super long, and doing it through, someone set up a Google Doc to vote. Uh, uh, the link is on all of our social media. I put media. it in our, yeah, the Instagram bio for our page. Mm-hmm. That link will take you to that voting doc, yeah. and then and we've been tweeting and Facebooking it regularly, so you can definitely check it out anywhere yeah. on our social right. media. Can probably just Google it too. 2017 Discover Pod Awards. All right, that's all the butt plugs we've got. Now Thank on to the wine crime pairing. Okay, mm. here's what we're drinking. Uh, for identity theft, we have paired Porter and Platt 
Dolcetto <gasps> from Wink Wine Club. Mm. Which, Dolcetto. Oh, it's a Dolcetto, which we have not tasted That sounds like chocolate before. ice cream to me. I know, and that I'm sounds really starving, good. so let's not talk about it. Okay. Um, <laughs> Wink Wine Club, this past month we have had a ton of new folks start uh, their Wink Wine Club subscription, so welcome to the club. Woo-hoo. You guys are amazing. If you're not already part of that, you can go to trywink.com forward slash gals. That's T-R-Y-W-I-N-C dot com forward slash gals you can take a little flavor quiz they can help pair things that are specific to your preferences or you can simply peruse the hundreds of bottles that they have on their website um these are like small batch absolutely beautiful wines lots of varietals that are new to me which has been really fun to experience um And yeah, you put four or more bottles in your cart. They take care of the shipping. Using our promo code, you get 20 bucks off your first order. It's totally risk-free. If you get one box and you decide this isn't for me, you can not order the next box. Um, You can mix and match. It comes to your house. You don't ever have to leave your house. I mean, I don't know what else I can say about how perfect this wine club is. Mm -hmm. Winter is here, folks. You should not not have to leave your house to get drunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. So, yeah, I highly recommend it. I honestly, everybody has different tastes. I have not encountered a wine where I've been like, oh, my God, this is garbage. I can't drink this. Even if it's not a wine that I love because my taste preferences are different, I've never really truly been disappointed in a bottle that I've received. And the mm-hmm. bottles are beautiful, and it's just been a mm-hmm. really fun way to expose ourselves to new wines. So I highly recommend it. Trywink.com forward slash gals. Mm-hmm. So, and we also announce on our social media and on our website uh, the, the upcoming wines that we're going to be featuring. So you can literally drink along with the show, mm-hmm. which is really fun. And I love it when fans post on social media or tweet yeah. at us or whatever that a picture of them drinking the featured wine out of the fucking patriarchy wine glass. It it's makes like us the so coolest happy. thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing heart. brings me more joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love okay, it. So, so do it. There's please. that. Um, we have never talked about Dolcetto before, so let's talk about that a little bit. It is a super, super deep, dark, like almost black Italian wine grape. Um, it's widely grown in the Piedmont region of northwest Italy. And the Italian word dolcetto means little sweet one, but Aww, I know it's like the nickname dolcetto. for my vagina. Oh Sorry. my god! Okay, so 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 in Chinese, no, the name Brit. Yes, Britney Spears. No. <laughs> Britney Spears' nickname in Chinese is Little Sweet Sweet, Xiao Tian Tian. Yeah. And that's all I need to say. Oh, oh my God. Oh. That is all you need to say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it I is not never certain those words that again. the name okay. originally carried any reference to Kenyon's vagina or the grape's sugar levels. Or Britney Spears. Or Britney Spears. Just ruined Dolcetto for tens of thousands. That makes me happy. (laughs) People withdraw their Wink subscription because of that. You can change the wines in your basket. You don't need to withdraw your subscription. We need money. Um, (laughs) 
Either way. So it's possible that it derives its name from the hills where the vine is cultivated um, in the Piedmont region. They're not 100% sure because who could really know? There's no Mm -hmm. way to know. There's no (laughs) way of knowing. In any case, the wines produced are nearly always dry, so the name Dolcetto can be a little bit misleading because the wines are not sweet. They are dry. They can be tannic and fruity with low to moderate levels of acidity and are typically meant to be consumed within a few years after release. So this is not a wine that you want to put in your cellar and age. It's not going to do anything for the wine. It's really not going to change much. Um, okay. Like most wines, this grape is thought to have originated in fucking France. been brought to <laughs> Italy sometime in the 11th century. But Why are you so angry about it? I'm sick of France. Getting all of the attention for where wine France, comes from. France, France, France. France, stop trying to make France happen, okay? <laughs> France is not going to happen. I like French wines. I'm just so much more of like a robust Italian or Spanish wine person. And I don't mm-hmm. think Spain, Spain has had it's a Spain. day of reckoning. Oh, recognizing. Yeah, it's day in the sunshine. Anyway, I'm... Okay. I'm just rambling. Um, yeah. The grape thrives in a cooler climate, which is why the Piedmont region is so perfect for it. And Dolcetto typically produces soft-styled, fruity wines with colors varying from deep ruby to purple. Um, low acidity and enough tannins to balance the fruitiness and give a dry finish. And... I am part of a Wine and Crime Church of Cordonia Snapchat group, and somebody posted in the group the other day um, that, I think it was maybe Amanda Woodward, so shout out, uh, that they were drinking a glass of red, and they were like, so are tannins like that (laughs) feeling? (laughs) So that made me realize we really haven't talked about what tannins are, and it's a term used so often in the wine world um, that I figure we could just go over it really quick. Um... Scientifically speaking, tannins are a naturally occurring compound. So it's like a series of compounds um, that exist inside grape skins, seeds, and stems. The scientific word for these compounds is polyphenols. And polyphenols have uh, release from the skins, the seeds, and the stems when they soak in the grape juice just after the grapes have been pressed. So after the grapes are pressed and when they're all soaking in their own juices, they don't remove all of those like little skins and stems yet because they do add to the flavor of the wine. And then mm-hmm. I, I think it's right. I don't I I'm assuming it varies, but there's a part in before, during or after the fermentation process where you remove some of that sediment to like mellow it all out. Um, okay. So, yeah, tannins in basically like layman's terms they are a natural mysterious ghost that make wine dry (laughs) so correct when you sort of smack your lips and like let your mouth fill with saliva after a particularly dry sip that's like the tannins affecting your palate okay so is our tannins that flavor that red wine has that white wine doesn't have, which is why I don't like red wines. It's really or is that not, just something else? It's I wouldn't say I wouldn't call, call tannins a flavor. It's more of like an effect. Yeah, and they can affect the flavor profile of the grape. I know they do carry some like flavor components, but yes, tannins. You're not gonna find a tannic white wine. It's just like not something that is really a thing. Oh. It's much okay. more okay. prevalent in red. Like I they it exists in white wine, but I think it just has to do with like the way that white wine is produced. That's 
I, I mean, I don't fucking know. I'm not a goddamn scientist, but it's <laughs> you're you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna approach tannins in the red world, and you're really not gonna talk too much about tannins in the white world. Okay. okay. Cool. There you go. That's the best I can do. I don't want to talk anymore. My braces hurt. I'll take it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Lucy, what is our background and psych for <clears throat> identity theft? No psych, because, you Wait, know. Wait, we didn't do a pop. Oh, yeah, I have to open it. Fuck. <laughs> I'm just staring at it. <laughs> okay. Y'all, we moved our recording time to Sunday mornings it's for a Lucy and Amanda, and it's been an issue. And you. You went back to work. It's yeah, not Sunday me. morning for her. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's what I meant. Oh, I thought you meant you move, we moved it for us, and I was like, bitch. I know. I was no. like, I, I had no part, wasn't of, part this. of that. <laughs> okay, we ready? Yeah. Totes, reds. Oh my god, I'm so weak. Oh, this cork's really in there, huh? Oh god, I'm gonna punch myself in the face. Oh my god, I like can't do it. Hold on, I have to stand up. Dan, <laughs> he's fully asleep. Oh my fucking god. <laughs> All right, 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 all right. More leverage. Fuck, this is... Oh, there it is. You hear this? Oh, my God. Oh, fuck. Okay, it's so close, you guys. To be clear, she's between not using our wine key. I just popped it, and you missed it because you were talking. Well, nice pop. Nice pop. Fuck everything. <laughs> Merry Christmas. I'm assuming that bottle was just between your thighs, just oh, quenching yeah. it. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And I'm wearing like my fuzziest pajama pants, so that didn't help. <laughs> Could kill a man with those thighs. Ooh, that is a fragrant red. All right. Oh God, everything's falling apart. Oh, good job. Me. Cheers. Yeah, for tomorrow. Cheers. <laughs> Yes. Okay, so as I was saying, no psych, because just greed. I don't know. But I have some background, some info on identity theft for you guys. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, when I Googled it, the first four results were paid advertisements because identity theft is an enormous industry uh-huh. in the uh-huh. U.S. Uh-huh. Um, it's estimated that over $16 billion were stolen. Stolen from consumers in 2016, and that over 107 billion dollars has been stolen over the past six years. Wow! So there's Shit. a lot of money to be made off of stealing other people's identities. Not that I'm recommending it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the biggest category is employment and tax-related fraud. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Fun fact: I've had a uh, well, it wasn't me personally, but it was someone very close to me. Their employer, uh, like, didn't pay taxes on his oh. business. Mm. Oh, my God. For a year. So when this person did not get <coughs> W-2 at the end of the year mm-hmm. because there wasn't one. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It was a whole huge issue. And, like, the IRS was notified and every all the other employees from this company told the IRS 
And uh, this person did not go to jail because apparently the IRS has bigger fish to fry. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Which is unfortunate. Was the person, uh, was the business owner just a, an idiot or like? Was no, his... he was doing it on purpose. Oh, fuck. I mean, he's an idiot, obviously. Right. But, but he was also committing tax evasion and fraud. So there's yeah. that. So that's not identity theft, but on that note. Um, so identity theft is defined as the deliberate use of someone else's identity, usually as a method to gain financial advantage or obtain credit card uh, information or other benefits, well, credit info and other benefits in another person's name and perhaps to the other person's specific disadvantage or loss. That's also mm. a possibility. Okay, so sometimes um, it's like vindictive and sometimes it's just greed. Correct. I mean, it depends on what your motive is for stealing the identity in the first place. Like, you could – it could potentially be like a kidnapping situation, you know, stealing mm-hmm. their ID, identity to, to, you know, make off with their child or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, so, specifically – It can be defined as the theft of personally identifying information, including a person's name, social security number, driver's license number, Mm -hmm. bank account info, credit card info, pins, uh, passwords, electronic signatures, fingerprints, etc. Like, any identifying information can be stolen from you, which is freaky. That's so freaky. And typically, the most frequent reason for identity theft is used to access a person's financial information Hmm. because, duh. Typically, you are correct. (laughs) But maybe... I'm correct. Maybe in my case, you are incorrect. Oh. Oh. In my case, you are incorrect. Mm. We both chose weird cases then. Uh Okay. Shocker, you guys always choose weird cases. I know, but it was really hard for me not to choose Todd Davis, the LifeLock CEO. Do you guys remember this fucking guy? No. So LifeLock so. is had like the worst commercials, and it's an identity theft protection, protection uh, software company. Mm-hmm. And my grandparents he had his it. identity stolen. Uh, it's it's amazing. So this guy, this CEO was <laughs> like, well, no, listen, listen Isn't to this. Isn't this your case? No, it's not my case. I'm saying I didn't oh. do this case. Oh. Okay. I'm giving a blurb. Settle down. He was so confident that this software was amazing that it, they, he took out billboards and like, I remember uh, even seeing like the size of trucks in New York City where it was literally just a picture of him, like, standing, looking all proud with his tiny dick or whatever. And uh, his social <laughs> totally security nude. number. His actual <laughs> social security number. Because he was like, I am so confident that LifeLock works that here's my social security number. You won't be able to steal mm, my identity. That's a horrible idea. Guess how many what? times his identity was stolen. <laughs> Ten trillion. Thirteen times. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, if somebody is targeting you and mm-hmm. wants your information, they're gonna get it. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Like, fucking everything. Lifelock. I think that this, okay, so the term was coined in 1964, mm. which is earlier than I would have thought to some degree because this is largely a digital era issue because all of our information is stored on computers. Right. All of it. Well, I guess a lot of people probably did check fraud back then. Very true. Yeah, I mean, it existed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if the 
I mean, if it's just a matter of using someone else's name, then yeah. Yeah, identity theft has been around forever. Yeah. Right. But I think in 1964, with, you know, globalization and just like modern industries, yeah. it was just more prevalent. So they gave it a name. Right. Uh, in legal terms, identity theft is very difficult to pin down as a crime itself. Oh, First great. of all, the the victim may not know whether they were involved at all. Mm. It's very right. difficult in some cases to determine who the perpetrator was and how their information was used mm. because identity theft and identity fraud are two different crimes. Interesting. So it's Shit. not fraud until they use it to some degree, you okay. know? Oh, okay, okay. So just getting the, accessing the information but not using it is identity theft and then identity fraud is actually using it. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so it's often unclear how the two crimes are linked because it's all shrouded in mystery. Mm -hmm. And don't the hackers just like go to the dark web and like <clears throat> sell that info so somebody else uses it? Yeah, it's crazy. Like I don't under, I don't know how any like intelligence agency can even track this. Yeah. It's right. crazy. Um the US Government Accountability Office determined that quote most breaches like wide scale breaches of mm -hmm. information have not resulted in detected incidents of identity theft, but also we will literally never know the full extent and this is also only the information that they're giving to the public. Mm. Potentially not to cause, like, you know, public outcry. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. it's just so hard to know. Yeah. And why, even, freak, why freak people out if there's not, you know, no valid reason, I guess. Even people that, like, applied for jobs and internships at the State Department had yeah. all their shit hacked. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Um, We'll get to that a little bit. Okay. Uh, a study by Carnegie Mellon said that your chances of identity theft as a result of a data breach are around 2%, mm. which I still feel is kind of high. I, I suppose. And considering all these I mean, I think of think about how many major Equifax. companies. Yeah, exactly. Like Equifax, mm -hmm. that's like literally everyone. It's not like you even opt in. It's like mm -hmm. this company that's tracking your information that you don't even want to be tracked. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, and your shit gets hacked. It's yeah. invasive. Yeah. <clears throat> um, okay, so those are like big, large-scale breaches, mm -hmm. but like hackers Ugh. that could just target an individual like that. Mm -hmm. um, there are malware programs that can easily hack in and obtain credit card information from your computer, mm -hmm. and that doesn't even require like a super smart Russian nerd who lives with his mom and subsists on Mountain Dew and wears a headset in the basement. Okay, Donald so, Trump. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. He was right. Mm -hmm. He had a point. Oh, my God. Um, so there's Russians. Mm -hmm. A bazillion programs. There's one called Zeus that kept coming up, uh, but it's a it's a malware program. Mm -hmm. um, it can steal credit card information and even documents linked to Homeland Security. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing, U.S. government mm -hmm. and State yeah. Department? Like, yeah. uh, it should be harder to steal this, especially yeah. from a, like an agency like that. But it's mm -hmm. not. There are so many little uh, like 
devices that can get your credit card info and shit too. Like there are fake card re- like stripe yeah. readers on ATMs. I've yeah. had my shit stolen twice mm-hmm. from pumping gas and using my credit card. Mm-hmm. Yep. And there's no and, way to uh, know. Not really. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you can see it's a physical. Sometimes it's a physical box that's yeah. like attached to the card reader mm-hmm. machine, but you'd never notice it. Yeah. Yeah. And then sometimes it's like a remote signal. Mm-hmm. Like there's could be someone sitting in a car mm-hmm. 50 feet away. Mm-hmm. Like at and the getting casino this signal. in France. Yeah. With their uh-huh. cigarette case. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, but after the second time this happened to me, I was talking to the police officer who I had to talk to, who was an asshole. But mm. he did tell me to um, at the credit at the machines at the gas station, don't choose uh, the debit option. Like, don't enter your pin number. Always go for credit. Mm-hmm. And then if you can avoid entering your zip code, because mm-hmm. some of them ask for your zip code. Yeah, like mm-hmm. any information. Mm-hmm. Just do what doesn't require entering extra info. Go inside, pay cash, get flaming hot Cheetos. Yeah, <laughs> and tackies. Mm-hmm. Use the bathroom. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sour worms. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, there is a nonprofit called the Identity Theft Resource Center, which gives information on how to protect yourself, and it has like a call center. So if you think you're the victim for it, then contact them. And uh, they can help get the ball rolling or at least help you identify at what point your information might have been compromised. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also have a lot of stats about identity theft. So that's the Identity Theft Resource Center. If you want more information, go there first. Okay. Um, there's a bunch of different types of identity theft. Mm-hmm. Um, there's identity cloning which is just a jerk that impersonates someone else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be an undocumented immigrant or somebody who wants to remain anonymous, hiding from creditors, etc. cetera. Um, maybe someone who faked their own death. Oh. Yes. Love that episode. Um, could, also, could also just be what they call posers, oh. which is like a catfishing a catfishing. Yeah, person. what is it, 2001? <laughs> no one says posers anymore, okay, Dad? He was a skater boy. She said, oh, see you later, God. boy. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, criminal identity theft is when a person identifies themselves fraudulently to the, pro- to the point of breaking the law. So like mm-hmm. we talked about in our faking one's own death episode, mm-hmm. like, you can go through life, you can... Go by another name, pretend to be somebody else, but the minute you go to file papers... Yeah, you're fucked. Or you're breaking the law. That's breaking the law. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's where we cross the line between identity cloning and criminal identity theft. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So like having a fake ID, fake credentials, etc. The victims of this type of crime might not be aware until the perpetrator until the perpetrators are stopped, like a traffic stop, as also we talked about in Faking One's Own Death. Yeah, it's always Um, something, like, petty that gets you in trouble. mm -hmm. Yeah, but if they're not, like, taking your money Mm -hmm. or using what you already have, you might not ever be aware of this if you're the victim. That shit's cray. Um, Synthetic identity theft... 
uh, the, these are identities that are partially or totally fabricated. So people will combine a real social security number with a different birthday or a different name. Mm. So thereby cr- just creating another identity, basically. Mm-hmm. How does that? How does that even work? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Right. <laughs> the deep yeah. web, Russian nerds. That's all you Russian need to know. Russian nerds. I mean, yeah. who knows? I I. I don't know how social security numbers are created or stored or like yeah really how they're Who's in used charge of on that, that level mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. So I don't know how hard it would be to just file a new one. I mean, you can't just file a new one. Your social security number is your social security number for life. Yeah. I know, but I don't know how a an identity thief would file would create a new one. Yeah, I That's don't. That's a good point. I don't know. That's why we are not um, identity thieves. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Can't even begin to fathom how to start. Because we're way too cool to <laughs> know how to do it. <laughs> um, so synthetic identity theft is most common when it comes to, like, avoiding credit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, medical theft Medical identity theft is when someone seeks care under the identity of another person. Mm. Oh, so, like if you're trying to get pills and you're, you don't yeah. want. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Or like copying another person's insurance. Oh. Okay. Um, if, if the medical records are then altered from that point on, that's a whole new problem that can result in improper medical care for either party. Yeah. That's yeah, dangerous. So that's sure. something to watch out for. If you go to the do- doctor and they're like, well, I can see you're out of Oxycontin. You're like, um. What? Maybe check that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, I thought that one was kind of cool. Okay, this is really interesting. Child identity theft mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. super fucking common. Yeah. Because children are. A blank slate. Mm-hmm. Um, their social security numbers are more valuable because they don't have any information tied to them. No credit, no history, no job em- employment history. Yeah. Like, they're just yeah, a blank slate. It's a brand fresh. new. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, uh, commonly, this is perpetrated by a family member or a friend or uh, somebody who knows the child yeah. or somebody who, like, specializes in getting children's uh, information. Yikes. So okay. You, yeah. Um, thieves can get a line of credit, a driver's license, a mortgage, etc., all in a child's name. Wow. And this is actually, like I said, an enormous problem. Another Carnegie Mellon study found that over 10% of the 40,000 children studied were victim of identity theft. Holy 10%. shit. 10%. Yeah. Whoa. But, okay, so those people, they're using the child's real name and real social security number, but they must be changing the birthday because yeah. you can't be like a six-year-old being like, I want a driver's <laughs> license. Yeah. Well, it might not be their name either because it could be the synthetic identity theft. They could just be lifting their social security number and their, their credit background Mm. and nothing else. Okay. And then just creating a whole new identity based on that, which yeah, would include a different birthday. That's crazy. (laughs) Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, financial identity theft, credit cards, getting loans, et cetera, pretending to be somebody else. That's, that's the obvious one. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Um, so as we kind of talked about, it can be really hard to clear your record if your identity was stolen mm-hmm. because on paper, who in charge would know whether you made those purchases or whether you took out that second mortgage, you right. know, like, Shit. um, so it can, it can be a really big fucking deal, especially if you don't notice for a long time mm-hmm. and it just goes on for a long time. Yeah. And it also depends a lot how they handle it on the jurisdiction of where the crime happened or the jurisdictions. Mm -hmm. Um, It's possible that the victim may need to take a blood sample or they get their fingerprints or to prove your own identity. Yeah. A blood sample? But like, is your blood on file? Yeah. Well, not your blood type. Not everyone. Don't they take that up? Like yeah, your, your blood type is in your medical records, but not, like, the DNA. But yeah, I think it's probably precautionary to make sure that in the event you are in any kind of database, then they could cross-check you. you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's okay. just one possibility like, of how were, they could prove it. If you were, like, a bone marrow donor or anything, it's not just, like, a criminal yeah. database. Like, there are medical yeah. databases that may have some of your DNA information right. because of previous procedures. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Okay. And with all the like digitized criminal records, mm-hmm. um, it can be easier in some cases to prove your identity because of that, but it can also be harder because um, it would be hard to clear one person of all of this shit if they like weren't guilty of something to begin with, if yeah. they weren't in that database to begin with. Yeah, totally. Oh, it's so scary. Fuck. Yeah, I, I know. have horrible anxiety now. I hate this episode. well just look at your bank statements like pay attention to your bills do you understand what you're asking me you're asking me to pay attention torture Uh, i like just i like just going up to the atm and fingers crossed praying that something's gonna come out that isn't just a sad receipt Though I do really feel strongly that were someone to steal my identity, they would improve my credit at this point. So I just, you know what? Take it. Cowboy, take me away. In fact, I am so confident that my identity being stolen would improve my credit. Here's my social security number. I work here now. I work at LifeLock now. Oh, my God. Okay, well, if you weren't paranoid before, I'm going to go through some ways that people get this information. Oh, great. So these are some ways that thieves can get their grubby little hands yeah. on If you've so- ever purchased anything over the internet, if you've ever oh, yeah. purchased, purchased anything, anything over with the a credit phone. card. Yeah. yeah. For real. <laughs> but, if you've uh, ever opened a bank account. If you've ever oh. answered a chain letter. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I feel like chain emails are always how they get, like, fucking yeah. viruses and shit. If you've uh, ever illegally if your streamed you. media. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but these are the real ways. Fine. <laughs> uh, people will literally dig through other people's garbages oh to find, God. like, uh, bank statements and stuff. Trust That's me, That's actually really common. <laughs> All you're going to find in my garbage are wine bottles. <laughs> yeah. Don't you recycle? Well, yeah, but it all goes oh. into the same alley. Oh, yeah. Um, So shred your documents before you recycle them. Mm -hmm. 
Um, retrieving personal information or personal data from redundant IT equipment. So Great. like old, like when your office computers. throws out old computers and stuff or old um, flash drives, if they're not cleared and like actually cleared, mm-hmm. um, people can get information off of that. Um, using public records about individual citizens. So like election roster, you know, like when you go yeah. to vote, oh. they have your name and your address and your social security number tied to that shit. Fuck. And I don't okay. think your social security number, I would assume, I would hope, is not public record, but it is tied to that in some database. Your somewhere. social security number is definitely not public record. Mm-hmm. No. But your name and your address is. Mm-hmm. Which is often enough. Um, uh, physically stealing the actual cards or your ID, your driver's license, your passport, um, typically by just like pickpocketing mm-hmm. or yep. breaking into someone's home or mail theft. That's why when you get a new driver's license and it comes to you in the mail, it's like in a very nondescript envelope. Mm-hmm. 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 You should also, anytime you get like a credit card offer, shred it. Yeah. Oh, because it has your info on and, there? Well, it also has like quick activation. It's already oh, set up. Shit. It gives you like activation codes where it's like you've been pre-approved. Any fucking yeah, idiot really with a computer point. or a cell phone could go and activate yeah, that and credit card that and start up. using it. And if you don't even know you have the card open, just like you were mm-hmm. saying before, you take a while, you know, in that first month before you get your first statement mailed to you, they could have already just racked up a huge fucking bill. A month is a long time. Yeah. Also yeah. pay attention to your uh, credit score. Mm-hmm. Like you get those reports every so often in the mail and if it's like changed drastically then mm-hmm. there's an issue you got a problem mm-hmm. it's depressing i already got a problem go on <laughs> <laughs> also when you set up when you set up accounts and it's like you know your security questions what's your mother's maiden name whatever like choose the most difficult ones possible and don't choose the same ones for multiple sites because that's also a way that people can get into your accounts Mm-hmm. Um, like we talked about those boxes on like gas station uh, credit card info that's called skimming. Mm-hmm. And then they can also, like Amanda said, create clone cards uh, based yeah. on the information that they get. So they just make a copy of your credit card from the info that you type into the yeah. uh, machine. That's a huge, huge problem here in South Africa. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Um. And then also the the ones like we were talking about, some dude sitting in a car 50 feet away, that's called contactless credit card readers. Mm-hmm. So that's like a wireless remote signal. Um, and they can they can do something related to passports with those too. Really? Which is, yeah. Whoa. Whatever, R- RFID enabled passports. Okay. I'm sorry, I didn't do any more research on that, but. Yeah. Um, there's something called, they call it shoulder surfing, which is just fucking spying on someone while they're filling out like documents. Yep. So do that in the privacy of your own home mm-hmm. and make sure there's no one behind you and don't do it like on the subway uh-huh. or something or like that. Awkwardly announcing and like Heismaning people away from you mm-hmm. when you're at the bank. Step mm-hmm. aside. <laughs> I need a 10 foot perimeter. <laughs> 
my but like when I'm typing in my too valuable. When I'm typing in my pin at like the grocery store mm-hmm. and they say to like you know, use your hand to cover it up. I never do because I'm always holding something in my other hand. I always do. That's the one thing I actually do consistently. The rest mm. of this shit, I'm fucked. <laughs> um, okay, we already talked about like breaches and malware and then like hacking. I don't fucking know anything about hacking. I don't know how you people do it. I don't know. Yep. Um, but yeah, like Kenyon said, people will go on the dark web or just not even the internet mm-hmm. and buy those identities that were stolen from like major like Equifax breaches. Wow. So that's a big industry also. Um, people can steal resumes that has your name and address and phone number on it and yeah. often banking information like our invoices when we were talking about how to do our wine and crime invoices like. Yeah. There's a reason we did not want to put our banking info on there because mm-hmm. it is not secure. It's a fucking PDF that we're emailing from a Gmail account. Mm-hmm. That's also true. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Impersonating trusted organizations in or emails, like Amanda said. Uh-huh. Uh, that's just called phishing. So... Even if you get an email that has, like, a company's legitimate logo on it, if you notice, like, typos or, like, weird phrasing or if you notice that the email account that it came from was, like, a Hotmail account. Yeah. There's, yeah, just pay it against the bottom line is pay attention. Mm -hmm. And there's never a Nigerian prince. Oh, no. Or someone looking for a roommate. Yeah. You yeah. do not have a distant rich relative who left you everything. <laughs> no. You just yeah. don't. Thieves can obtain like a molding of your finger to do fingerprints. Oh my that god. That is like some That's fucking Ocean's also. Eleven shit. I know. It's crazy. But then you think about like the Mexican cartel or you like, you know, you see like news about a body washed up and this missing is all his fingers. It's like, well, they're obviously rehydrating those dead fingers and using them as yeah. <laughs> falsifying fingerprints. One stone. Please don't say rehydrating yeah. dead fingers while I'm trying to have my <laughs> lunch over here. You have to rehydrate. It's That's dry kind out. of the point of this podcast. I mean, I get it. Amanda eating and me grossing her out. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say, isn't the point of this podcast for me to have a nice lunch with my friends? <laughs> <laughs> crunch, crunch, crunch. <laughs> it's a salad. Um, and then the last one is just like we've talked about catfishing. You meet someone online and you start trusting them. And they're like, oh, let me wire you some money or no. you wire me some money or whatever. Like, just trust no one and pay attention is the bottom line mm-hmm. of all of this. Trust. Yep. No one. And pay attention to typos. Yep. Yep. Ugh. Yeah. So All anyway, right. That's about my background, but. Love it. Hope, hope I got you nice and paranoid. Super, you super paranoid. You definitely did. Yeah, I hate yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. And if you are now suffering from crippling anxiety like we are, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> there's help out there for mm-hmm. you. Um, In the form space. of tax space. space. It's funny uh, how there's always a lead-in after this segment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So Talkspace is the online uh, therapy company that makes it easy, affordable, and convenient to connect you <laughs> with a licensed therapist, licensed in your state. Yep. Um, yes. We've been getting a lot of questions which, about that. So it's so, yes. soups legal. Mm-hmm. It is all legal. <laughs> Legal, legal, and um, also affordable. So it starts at just $32 a week, which is way fucking less than if you were going to a traditional in-person therapist. Yep. And also a lot less awkward when you cry. Yep. Oh, oh God. So How many times Unless you're FaceTiming I... them, because well, that happens. I text yeah. my, uh, <laughs> my therapist while crying in the bathroom often. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my comfort like- zone. I'm a huge therapy crier. I'm mm-hmm. not like a huge crier in life, but I'm a huge therapy crier like the moment I walk in. She's a crier in life. The starts. moment Simon Birch starts playing on TNT, <laughs> she's lost. No! Hallmark <laughs> <laughs> commercials. Yeah. yeah. Literally any that commercial. commercial with the commercials. dog. Yeah. Any dog. Oh my God. She any didn't dogs. recover. Yeah. Um, so that's one of the reasons why I love Talkspace because uh, I can just cry to my heart's content and text mm-hmm. away, and it's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's not awkward, and yeah, I can and use my own damn tissues that aren't dry as fuck. Oh, I know the ones with the lotion in them. Actually, have moisturizing lotion. Yeah, yeah, those are good. <laughs> those are good. But there is I can something use the to Kleenex be said of my choice. for the convenience of it. Basically, it's like having a therapist in your pocket. Um, they do have office hours, but you can contact them anytime, day or night. They get, I have never, excuse me, I have never gone more than a day without hearing from my therapist other than the Thanksgiving holiday when she let me know she was going to be gone. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times like my morning will start with a message from her and, um, she, we will like set goals for what I want out of my day, or if there's a particularly challenging conversation that I need to have with somebody, or I just have something that's on my mind, I can start my day by talking it out and, you know, getting solutions to that problem. And it's been awesome. Like, I just love it. Yeah, you yeah, don't have the to support. cram in all your all your mental health therapy right. and support to like one hour long session yeah. per week or whatever. You can have and, it when you need it, mm-hmm. and then feel disconnected as soon as you walk out of the office. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like, so it's just a really genius service, and we've all had a really great experience. And um, with the promo code GALS, you get thirty dollars off your first month. Um, so check out Talkspace.com forward slash gals, G-A-L-S. Do it. Do it. Treat your brain. Treat your brain. Okay. <laughs> Eat your salad. Some, somebody that really, really <laughs> should have used Talkspace Oh, is God. Oh, my God. guy. Go. Really needs Talkspace, <laughs> you guys. Oh, no. My my lady really does, too. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, Okay, so starts my case starts with the disappearance of Nicholas Barclay. Um, <gasps> oh my god, yeah. I yeah. love this case. Yeah, oh my god, so you both excited. know it. Fuck. Yeah. Okay. okay, it's so good. Okay, so on June thirteenth, nineteen ninety four, thirteen year old Nicholas Patrick Barclay of San Antonio, Texas, asked his mother for five dollars and to be allowed to go play basketball with some friends about a mile from their home. And the answer um, should have been no. 
And the answer is no, that's not safe. You can never leave the house. No, um, not till you're 18. <laughs> <laughs> um, she obviously said yes, gave him the five bucks, whatever. He goes. Um, a few hours later, Nicholas calls his house uh, to ask to be picked up from the park. Um, and his older brother, Jason, answers the phone, but tells Nicholas that their mother, who works the night shift um, and then sleeps during the day, was asleep. And uh, she needed to keep sleeping, and so uh, he would have to walk home from the park. Mm -hmm. Okay. That phone call was the last anyone heard from Nicholas Barclay. He then vanished without a trace. Mm. Okay. Nicholas had been a troubled kid. He was occasionally violent and verbally abusive with family members. Um, so I'm just, this is just to provide some context, okay? Okay. Um, so it's not victim blaming. Um, he was 13, so like obviously being verbally abusive at 13 is like pretty fucking standard. Yep. Sorry, mom. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> really, really sorry. But this, this, <laughs> kind of exceeded that level and police had actually been called to the house on multiple occasions. Oh wow, okay. Um, during like family arguments. Okay. Nicholas uh, also had something of a juvenile record. Uh, so he had stolen a pair of shoes once, which I did not get to the bottom of. Um, but what kind of shoes? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what was their street value? He obviously did a lot of soul searching oh after that. Oh my god. I knew that, that was coming. coming. <laughs> I just felt it. Oh, dad jokes. <laughs> he also threatened a teacher and uh, broke into a convenience store. So Yikes. at 13. Yeah. He's bad. Yeah. Just sneak little, out was, and say you're sleeping at a friend's house while you're actually meeting your boyfriend like everybody else I know. Right. Yeah, this is taking it too far. And like then go to the newfound glory concert until your mom finds out and then breaks in and then drags you out by the ear. My child <laughs> is in there. <laughs> Actually happened. Yep. That was what with else? me. She intimidated the shit out of the bouncers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My mom my did that. My child is in my there. My child amazing. is in there. The bouncer was like, okay, there's no way this 45-year-old woman is trying to see newfound glory, so just go for it. Just go in. <laughs> I just, I can't deal with you. Yeah. I wasn't allowed to go in the first place. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I was neither was the mistake I. of being I was honest allowed with to my go. mom. Raise your hand if you yeah. have cool parents. God damn it. God damn it. Okay. Sucks you had an older sister to pave the way, though. You're the only she one. She was such a goody yeah. too. She, she didn't pave shit. <laughs> I taught her how to smoke pot when she went to college. <laughs> I know she's listening and she knows I'm right. <laughs> oh my god this is something that the three of us definitely did not do at 13 correct uh nicholas had three diy tattoos that oh, had likely been done by a fellow kid using an unsterilized sewing needle just mm -hmm. like carving into his arm and then pouring oh, ink my. in there it's a poke <laughs> yuck yeah is that um, this photo on the drive? Uh, I don't think there's a photo of the tattoos on the drive. Oh, no, that's oh. not one. That's a fake one. Okay. I no, was like, that's they, huge and in color. Mm -hmm. They were not that big. No, they were small and, and um, just lines, Pr basically. Yeah. Prison-y. Prison-y, yeah, okay. yeah, very prison-y. 
um, <laughs> because middle school can feel like a prison. Mm-hmm. Um, uh huh. He often skipped school and would come home late, and then sometimes he would even run away for short periods of time, like one to two days, Mm -hmm. um, after arguments with family members. And it sounds like he probably then would, like, go to a friend's house. He wasn't, like, sleeping on the streets, as far as I could tell. But um, then he would, they would find out where he was staying, and he would come back after, like, a day or two. Mm -hmm. Um, So a little bit of a troubled kid. Um, Also, a hearing had been scheduled for the day after his disappearance, um, which was to determine whether or not he would have to go to juvie. Mm -hmm. Um, So the timing on that was a little bit odd. Yeah, questionable. Mm -hmm. Suspicious. So they were, you know, whatever. So all this is just to provide some context as to why the authorities didn't really take his disappearance all that seriously when it happened. Right. So it it wasn't like... Maybe your standard 13-year-old boy is gone missing. It's not like Jacob Wetterling. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah. Um, it, it was a little bit, like, a couple days of, like, oh, maybe this is just, like, his regular runaway. Maybe mm-hmm. this was to avoid that, that hearing about going mm-hmm. to juvie, whatever. Um, so there wasn't a full-blown search conducted for him, whatever. And then they kind of basically missed the boat because they didn't take it seriously right away. Yeah. Um, the police theory at the time, once they once he like didn't come back after a few days, was um, that he had probably accepted a ride from a stranger on his way home and was abducted. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's also what the family believed. But then, bizarrely, about three months after Nicholas's disappearance, his older brother Jason... So the same one who had answered the phone call initially and was like, no, mom's sleeping, walk home. Mm -hmm. Um, Called the police to report that he had seen Nicholas attempting to break into the family's garage. Okay. Um, But Hmm. then by the time police arrived at the home, uh, Jason said that he saw Nicholas run off. Mm -hmm. And the police were never able to, like, corroborate that story. And then there were just no further traces of Nicholas. So then it was kind of like... Well, maybe it was a misidentification, like a bad sighting. It wasn't Nicholas trying to break in, or maybe he was just on drugs because yeah. he did drugs and thought he saw someone trying to break in and was high and didn't mm-hmm. see that. You know, whatever. Um, okay. So, fast forward three years and four months. Mm-hmm. It is now October 1997, and the police in, I'm going to butcher this, Linares, Spain. Probably. Linares, España. España. Nailed it. Adult (laughs) Breathes. Linares, Adult Breathes, España. Get a phone call from a tourist couple uh, reporting that they've just come across this teenage boy who has no documentation and he's acting like really scared and traumatized and he's obviously in need of some help and like fuck police come here now mm-hmm. um, and I think he was in a phone booth mm-hmm. I remember um, it well 
Yes. Oh my You were God. that tourist couple. I was that tourist couple. No, but I've watched the Netflix documentary or documentary that's I think on Netflix or something about this case it like is, it's five called, times. It's it's called The Imposter and, and it's so, so good. So fucking good. I think True it's Crime so Obsessed good. recently did an episode on it and it's fucking amazing. Oh my god, so it's so good. good. I watched it in the bathtub today. It was mm-hmm. so good. Okay. And then I was like, I love my job. Mm-hmm. I fucking love my job. Okay. Anyway. So, um, the police take the boy in. He appears to be about 14 or 15 years old, and um, he refuses to speak or reveal his identity. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after several days of fruitless questioning, the police pull the boy, up, or put the boy up in a juvenile facility temporarily. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually they, you know, he's just not speaking. He's not helping them figure out who he is at all. So um, they tell him that unless he starts to cooperate, they're going to have no choice but to fingerprint him and photograph him and then submit all that information to Interpol to try to figure out who the fuck he is. Mm -hmm. Now the boy starts talking. Mm -hmm. He speaks in English and tells the local Spanish police, and this is a town of about like 60,000 people, so it's not like, it's not a huge city. It's not like... Madrid or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, He tells them that he's American and that he was abducted several years ago and held ever since by a violent sex trafficking ring in Europe. Mm -hmm. But he Mm -hmm. had recently escaped and now can't remember much from before his abduction. Okay? Okay. Later that night, a detective from the Spanish police station begins calling major police stations around the United States, attempting to get a list of names of children who had gone missing, matching the boy's description. Mm -hmm. He is referred to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, ICMIC. Mm -hmm. ICMIC. (laughs) ICMIC. (laughs) And they quickly hit upon Nicholas Barclay uh, as a possible match. Okay. Just given, like, the age. Mm-hmm. Then Ikmik faxes over, because it's 1997, and they had to fax <clears throat> things. I feel so I fucking bad for them. called somewhere to ask to get something faxed the other day, and they were literally just like, we don't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but as a result, it's in the mail, which I think is even dumber, but whatever. Yeah, they couldn't email I had... No. I had major issues with my doctor's office. Mm-hmm. I was trying to f- to get some information signed for my work mm-hmm. by my doctor, and they were like, well, you have to fax it. And I was like, I don't, don't have, have access to a fax machine, yeah. and I don't know how to fax. I d- I've never faxed in my life. I know how <laughs> so- to do it, but the company I work at doesn't even have a fax machine. Well, I asked if I could just email it, mm-hmm. and they said no because their servers aren't secure enough to email medical information, mm-hmm. but I was like, but faxing is better? So I ended up having to fucking drive it out there twice because they lost the hard copy. Oh, Lord. Oh, well, then it was really safe. Even Don't dri- go even to the doctor I know, in right? Iowa. It was yeah, so fucking stupid. could have just emailed them. Although Ooh, if you're emailing whatever. medical records, you leave yourself open to identity theft, as we just learned, but... Right. Moving on. Okay. So, <laughs> Ikmik faxes over uh, the missing child flyer uh, for the Nicholas Barclay case, uh, but the photo is in black and white, and it's, like, really poor quality. Yeah. Still, 
The detective on the phone declares confidently, it's a match. Oh, my God. (laughs) We've, We've got Nicholas. Okay. So now the process really kicks off. The FBI is alerted that Nicholas Barclay uh, may have been found in Spain, and they alert the missing boy's family, and um, the family then asks to speak to Nicholas over the phone. Mm -hmm. At first, the boy is shy and reluctant, but eventually he agrees to speak briefly by phone with his half-sister. During the phone call, they each express their love for one another, and the sister promises to bring Nicholas back home to San Antonio as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Not everyone was convinced, however. <laughs> however. 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 There was, that's my Spanish accent. However. <laughs> you sound like you had a stroke. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, that's just sad. Lucy, way to lay, way to ruin this. Okay. No. I'm sorry. It sounds like your face is Did very Did you say lax. Lucy, way to ruin this podcast? <laughs> if that's the worst thing we've ever said, I'm sorry. I don't, oh my I'm, God. I'm not. I don't agree with that. Amazing. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. There were some obvious differences between the boy who went missing over three years ago, uh, some of which could be explained away by the passage of time and, like, normal growth, because, like, he was 13, so Mm -hmm. then he's obviously going to look different at 16. Yeah. Right? So, Nicholas had been 4 foot 8 and 80 pounds when he went missing. Oh, baby boy. Just a little baby. Um, and then the new 16-year-old Nicholas was tall. I couldn't find the exact height, but whatever. Mm-hmm. He's fucking tall. And, um, but of course, like, that just could have been a growth spurt. Right. Right? Other differences, however, were more <laughs> curious. So, Nicholas had been blonde with blue eyes. hmm This boy had dark hair and a dark five o'clock shadow. Oh, Lord. And he also had brown fucking eyes. Wouldn't that it's be enough? It's a match, enough? he declared confidently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a match. <laughs> yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. I'd yeah. be like, no, With the I... hair thing, it's like, okay, fine. Like, my uncle had white blonde hair when yeah. he was born, and now he has, like, jet black hair as an yeah. adult, naturally. And, like, my own hair has turned very dark oh, for sure. with the passage of time. But that didn't happen by 16. No. No. The um, eyes are really what And get the me. eyes. Yeah. And he also appeared to many to be a lot older than 16. Mm-hmm. But it was tricky because other physical features appeared to match. So old photos of Nicholas showed of his distinctive somewhat bulbous button nose mm-hmm. and uh, slightly protruding ears. Mm-hmm. And the new Nicholas had both. Okay. Um, he also had the same three crude tattoos as oh. young Nicholas. So he had like a T on like the web between his like thumb and forefinger. And oh. I don't know where the other two were. Okay. okay. Pr- prisony tats are not hard to replicate though. Mm-hmm. Very true. Okay. Then when Nicholas's half-sister arrived in Spain to pick up her brother, and this was her first time leaving the United States, and she, like, hadn't slept and was, like, pretty 
overwhelmed and and yeah. probably sleep deprived and a little out of it. But she arrives to pick up her brother. She instantly embraces him and then remarks how much he had grown and how much he was starting to look like one of their uncles. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she just instantly accepts. She's yep. like, yes, this is my brother. Hmm. Uh, to investigators, Nicholas explained away the other physical changes as the result of torture he had undergone at the hands of his sex traffickers. Okay. So he claimed that they chemically dyed his hair... Um, and injected some solution into his eyeballs, which caused them to permanently change from blue to brown. Nope. Yeah. I'm nope. not buying that. That nope. didn't happen. Nope. That's cute. Yeah. That's not a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> There's didn't, no fucking way. Didn't no. Mengele try to do that to turn eyes blue? Yeah, I during think the so. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, no. not. A I don't thing. think it worked. No. I don't think it worked. Yeah. And he would be blind. Like, wouldn't it blind you, even if it did? Probably. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, that's okay. there's that is just nope. Uh-uh. He said that the traffickers did this in order to make their victims unrecognizable. Sure, but no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no. Yeah, okay, yeah. makes sense, but no. Mm-mm. Yeah, no. that's cute. Okay, no. Um, <laughs> and then others explained away how old he looked as the result of just having been tortured and under, like, such prolonged stress. Road hard so and they were away like, wet. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, he's just had, like, a hard life. Mm. Whatever. It's okay that this 14-year-old looks... 36. (laughs) Five o'clock shadow. Five o'clock shadow. God. Oh, my God. Although we did all go to high school with, like, the one 16-year-old who had to shave by, like, fifth period. Who? Well, no, I'm just saying, like, everyone has that experience. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, like, there were definitely kids at our high school that had... Had to shave. Really bad, like, patchy facial hair by the end of the day. Yeah, but it's, like, patchy and weird. Sure. Like, it's not yeah. a full man's five o'clock shadow. Yeah, there's still, you're not looking like Nixon. You're looking like a <laughs> fucking foal. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, what? Okay. I don't know. I just, every time I see it, teenage boys, they just look so much like baby foals. Yeah. They're just, like, gangly and awkward, and they don't know shit about the world and what's mm-hmm. going on, and, like, yeah. Um, okay. The biggest change, however, was his accent. So Nicholas, despite having been (laughs) born and raised in rural Texas, now had a thick French accent. Oh, but he was gone (laughs) for three years. It was part of the torture. (laughs) Yep. They injected him with a solution (laughs) that changed his accent. That's exactly what he said. Oh, my fucking God. God. So he, um, yeah, he could speak English, but it was always heavily accented, and it was with French-tinged grammar, word choice, and pronunciation. Mm. Give it up, dude. Give it up. 
Oh, You've been found out. <laughs> Nicholas explained this change as the result of torture. Uh, he said that he and other trafficking victims would be forced to speak in either French or Spanish and then beaten severely if they ever spoke English and that now traumatized, he could only speak somewhat halting English in a French accent. Okay. After three years. God. Okay, but although, I mean, Madonna does have a British accent now, so, like, it can happen, but... <laughs> that is pure pretension, though. I know. I know. <laughs> okay. As implausible as this sounds, the half-sister remained convinced... Yeah, um, but she's so sad. It's like yeah. she wants She it. wants to believe. Yeah, yeah poor yeah. baby. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, now it was just up to a panel of local judges and prosecutors, as well as an FBI representative, to sign off on granting the new Nicholas proper identification documents, including a U.S. passport. Oh God. Mm. So, in order to test him, the panel of judges showed him a series of photographs from a family photo album and asked him to identify people in the pictures. Mm -hmm. Little did they know that the half-sister had already shown Nicholas these photos in private and told him plenty of identifying information in order to jog his memory. Oh, my God. Honey, no. So the panel, of, <laughs> the panel of judges thought he had never seen these photos before and whatever, but he had. And yeah. his sister had already okay. been like, oh, do you remember this? This is like uncle so-and-so. And this is when you played here. And this is where we lived at the house on mm-hmm. Dada Street and whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Nicholas correctly identified people in four out of the five photos shown to him. And the panel was convinced. Ugh. Here's he a passport issued- and a million dollars. <laughs> yeah, basically. They gave him a passport, and he flew back to San Antonio with his mm-hmm. sister. Jesus Christ. And a new identity. Well. Yeah. Well. Assuming. Yeah. And a five o'clock shadow. Um, <laughs> at first, he was cool and standoffish with the family. He didn't like being touched, and he constantly wore heavy, baggy clothing and a hat low over his eyes sunglasses and a scarf which is like the biggest dead giveaway that this boy did not grow up in yeah. rural fucking Texas. Who are you, Lenny Kravitz? Like, like I'm sorry, you are French. Yep. The fact that you're just going to uh, wear a scarf. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. The scarf was the biggest giveaway. Definitely the fucking scarf. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, so uh, the family just assumed that this was all the result of his trauma and didn't press him to talk about his experiences after his abduction, which, like, that seems plausible to me, like, not wanting to be touched and wearing, like, baggy clothing that helps you, like, hide whatever Mm -hmm. after a sexual trauma like that. That actually Uh makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. Still, over the next five months. But not the scarf. But not the fucking scarf. I'm sorry. You were not a 13-year-old boy in rural Texas, and then all of a sudden you come back wearing a scarf? No. Draw the line. I don't care what trauma you've experienced. There's no way you're putting on that scarf. (laughs) Um, Okay, so still, over the next five months, uh, he began to readjust. Uh, He went back to high school. Oh, God, yes. Oh, my God. He made friends, and he even developed a mutual crush on a neighborhood girl. Oh, that's never good. No. Ick. 
I'm only saying ick because he's clearly 36 years old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, meanwhile, the FBI wanted to interview Nicholas in order to get more information about his abductors and this whole international sex trafficking ring thing, um, which had apparently been able to move a 13-year-old boy from Texas to Spain without detection. So They're they were the like, best Fuck. sex traffickers ever. <laughs> yeah. And they just prowl rural Texas for mm-hmm. victims. Whatever. Oh, my God. Okay. So, uh, but Nicholas and his family were reluctant to cooperate. Hmm. Eventually, they were convinced to send Nicholas to a forensic investigator who was supposed to specialize in trauma uh, to be interviewed. The investigator immediately picks up on the accent and is like, that you're so fucking phony. Yeah, oh there's no way. Yeah. Um, which belied the fact that this individual could not have been raised in early childhood exclusively in English, as Nicholas certainly had been, just yeah. because of, like, mm-hmm. the syntax, basically. Right. Yeah, linguistics yeah. experts would be able to nail that in a heartbeat. Yeah. I, I will say that... Um, uh, what's it called? Dissociative personality disorder, where your yeah. mind just fractures into two identities oh, or more. Sure. Like that shit is fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. They are yeah. two distinct identities. Mm-hmm. I don't buy that for this guy, but it no. would technically not completely impossible. Oh no, no, right. it's not completely impossible. It's just highly unlikely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. At the same time, oh, this part's great. At the same time, a local private investigator in Texas had come across the case, like it was on TV and stuff, and he decided to do some uh, digging on his own. Oh, interesting. Okay. He wasn't hired by anybody, but he was just like, oh, this guy is crazy. This is fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. So he eventually decides to compare the new Nicholas's ear shape to those of young Nicholas's ears in from photos from before his disappearance. Okay. And apparently ear shape can be as unique as fingerprints. Oh, wow. Ooh, weird. Cool. Yeah, I know. Factoid. I love forensics so much. It's so we need an ear so forensic person. Yeah. <laughs> um, go on the drive, and this photo will be on the blog, but it shows the ear comparison. Mm-hmm. It's like one of the only ones I labeled. It's called ear comparison. <laughs> <laughs> Very uh, descriptive. Yeah. yeah. Oh. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. so different. They're, Those are two different ears. That's Those not are your two ear, fucking Completely different fucking ears. Yep. Like wildly different to the naked eye. Yeah. Yep. Um, so this was proof that this dude was not fucking Nicholas Barclay. Mm-hmm. Okay. As the Have evidence, fun breaking that to the family. <laughs> yeah. God. Um, as the evidence mounted, the FBI began to insist on comparing a DNA sample. Um, so they're, you know, they're starting to realize the forensic investigator is like, uh, this dude is not American, and mm-hmm. this private investigator contacted the FBI and was like, look at the ears. Like pulled yeah. like a Stranger <laughs> Things, the Stranger Things mom, like, oh my god, yeah. look at the ears. Look at the lights. <laughs> <laughs> well, well. <laughs> I 
don't want to hate every character that Winona Ryder plays, no, but I can't I love help her. it. I love her. I She's flawless can't. and perfect and crazy, and I love her. And how dare you <laughs> and walk away before I strike you. I, <laughs> I still, I don't all like I her. really want is a free Winona t-shirt. That's oh. like still all I want in life. Um, and that okay. white jumpsuit. Oh, and a white jumpsuit for my wedding. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Oh, fuck. I just scratched my eyeball. Damn. Oh. Did you Ow. inject it with something to change yeah, the color? Yeah, brown. <laughs> Fuck. I got one brown eye and one blue. And I'm blind in my brown eye. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay. Also, so, brown eye is another word for butthole. Yep. <laughs> Ew. I didn't know that. Okay. My really, really, really close friend, Dave, and I wrote a song a while back called Brown Eyed Girl. <laughs> it's about buttholes. It's already a song. We wrote a new version, and it's a rap about buttholes. <laughs> yeah, it's about buttholes. Well, it's that's a, and have it's to a rap go on Patreon. Okay, no. So, okay, so we're just milking you for it's all your words. It's highly offensive. <laughs> I will not okay. be sharing it. So the FBI insists on a DNA sample, but Nicholas and the family refuse to cooperate, and they even become hostile to investigators. Oh, dear. Yeah. Finally, the authorities obtain a warrant, and they are able to get the DNA uh, sample from Nicholas and from, I think, probably the mother, just to, like, establish any kind of uh, lineage. Isn't Um, that crazy that you can get a warrant for DNA yeah. yeah. Isn't that, uh-huh. I just think that's so crazy. Like, I, I understand. I get it. But yeah. it just freaks me out that there could little, potentially little one day be, like, an investigator at my door being like, yeah, I have a warrant for your blood. Yeah. Give me it. I <laughs> think a it's a freaky. subpoena. Whatever. But, yeah. Same no diff. Idea. Also fingerprints. Mm-hmm. So these were both submitted to Interpol, and soon there was a match in the database. Oh, really? Was it to someone named Nicholas? No. From it Texas? Was not. No, it was not. Who went missing at 13? <laughs> hard, hard no. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't think so. Um, so the supposed 16-year-old Nicholas was actually 23-year-old Frenchman Frédéric Bourdin. Um, Bourdin was a serial identity thief and impersonator and Interpol was aware of a slew of fake identities and aliases that he had previously used Um, he had actually gotten himself picked up by police in Spain without a specific idea of like who he was going to impersonate Uh um like, it didn't seem... It was premeditated in that he, like, dressed as a teenage boy and mm-hmm. got himself picked up by police. Yeah. But he didn't know about Nicholas Barclay before doing that. Oh, my God. I... Oh, okay. I remember this part of the story. This is fucking crazy. Yeah. So, at some <laughs> point in the police station, he had the opportunity to access the phones... Without being observed. Didn't he, like, use his one courtesy phone call for this or some shit? I don't know about that. It sounded like he had a little bit more time and was able to, like, use a computer and a phone. Oh, okay. Okay. 
um, in the police station, and he impersonated a Spanish detective. Mm. <gasps> he popped oh in my his God. adult braces. So, so, <laughs> so the detective that I had previously mentioned was actually this guy. Oh, my God. What a dick. The one who was like, it's a match for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he called a bunch of police stations in the U.S. and then he called ICMIC and then latched on to the Nicholas Barclay case. Wow. Um, and so he even went as far after like getting the printout description of this kid, including like information about these three tattoos. Mm-hmm. He then went to the juvenile detention facility in Spain and found someone that could make him these three tattoos. Wow. Oh my God. What a fucking freak. Oh my yeah. God. Um, okay. So Bourdain was born to a young unwed mother, um, in Nanterre outside of Paris, which is where I lived in Paris and there's nothing going on. <laughs> pig farm. Nothing. No, this was, <laughs> out, this was like right outside of Paris. Worse it's like, than a pig farm. Worse than a pig farm. Okay. <laughs> It's like Coon Rapids. Yep. The Coon Rapids of Paris. People not from Minnesota don't know that that's a real town name and And we're not being horrible racists. Yeah. Well, get them to change the town and we'll stop saying it. Yep. That's true. Okay. So, um... He was born to this young unwed mother and an absent father. He also claims that his mother's father hated him because he was half Algerian. Mm-hmm. So, like, the biological father was Algerian and the mom's dad was white and French and didn't racist. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and racist. Um, and so Bourdain claims that he grew up without love, care, or affection. And, like, obviously he's super fucked up, so mm-hmm. maybe that's true. Mm-hmm. After his arrest, uh, Bourdain posited... His own theory to investigators about why the Barclay family had uh, taken him in. So he felt that it wasn't just because they were traumatized from, you know, losing a child and wanted desperately to have their Nicholas back. Right. He posited uh, that actually they had known that he was not Nicholas the whole time. Oh, my God. Yes. Um. And that uh, the Barclay uh, family had actually been responsible for Nicholas's death and were trying to cover it up. Oh, my God. I forgot about this part. This is crazy. Yeah. So That's why they were so eager to be like, yes, yes, yes. He's, yes, he's Nicholas. Yes, He's alive. So it wasn't yeah. just grief talking, which is also completely understandable. Yeah, so again, this is the theory posited by the man who has just been caught out for impersonating a child, mm-hmm. a missing child, so like a bit of an unreliable narrator. Um, yeah. But anyway, so he posited that um, he was like, he basically said like, I'm a good imposter, but I'm not that good. Actually, you're fucking terrible. You have a French accent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, you but suck at this. You didn't even change your eye color or, like, bother to find someone that had brown eyes. <laughs> but whatever. Um, he pointed the finger at the older brother, Jason. Uh, so Jason was the one that made the phone, or that supposedly got the phone call about, like, come, right, can right, you right. come pick me up? Yeah. 
And then Jason was the one that called police and said, oh, like, Nicholas is alive and he's trying to break into the house. So, oh, he just ran away. Mm. Yeah. Okay. This all makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason also um, was an illegal drug user and um, he died of an overdose before he could be questioned by investigators oh, after Jesus. this theory was put forth. Okay. Yeah. This family's seen a lot of tragedy. Yeah. yeah. This is yeah. just really sad. Mm-hmm. Um, Bourdain was sentenced to six years in prison for passport fraud and perjury. So, again, it's hard to, like, get someone on identity right. fraud. Right. So yeah. they, got him, they got him on passport fraud and then perjury. Yep. So only six years, though, in yeah. prison. And he probably loved it. Warm bed, probably, three yeah. square meals, rec time. Cable television. Well, and if you can warp, like, reality or other people's perceptions of you that well. Yeah. I mean, probably did. Probably did Probably had a great time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Probably did fine. Um, He certainly didn't seem to learn his lesson. (laughs) Oh, my God. What the fuck? I love this. Because... In 2003, soon after being released from prison, he moved back to France and right away assumed the identity of Leo Bali, a boy who had gone missing in 1996. <laughs> Come on, dude. Come on. <laughs> God. He's only got one move. This guy is a moron. I hate yeah, this well, fucking guy so much. He literally least, gets he out looks of prison. So for the same thing. He looks thing. so smug so about it. I hate oh, yeah, yeah. him. He's, He's so smiling gross. at all times. He looks Wait, like a scrotum. Gets, y'all, it gets crazier. <laughs> oh, great. So <laughs> eventually they put it together that he's not this Leo Bally kid. Mm-hmm. And they do DNA testing and they're like, okay, no, you're not that. And he gets like a super short jail sentence, I think like six months maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, cause he didn't do passport fraud or, you know, yeah, I guess perjury mm-hmm. to the FBI, like Michael Flynn. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. so after <laughs> DNA testing proved that, uh, he was not Leo, he then went on to impersonate at least two other missing or orphan boys in Spain. God, I'm sick of this guy. Yep. So, Ruben Sanchez Espinosa and Francisco Hernandez Fernandez. Amazing. And also, what pisses me off the most is that while he's impersonating these people, nobody's looking for these people. Yeah. They're like, yeah. oh, he's found. Case closed. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And these families the are all part. suffering. All of them. And he yeah. is making it so much fucking worse. One of the boys in Spain, his mother had died in the Madrid bomb attack. Wow. And that's the oh child that he then impersonated. It's what a fucking so prick. Yeah. Um, okay. Vulture. As recently as 2006, at the age of 31 and obviously balding, <laughs> he, was still, he was still attempting to impersonate young boys. Give it up. Yeah. Do you but think finally, this is like partially like a s- perversion almost? It almost seems I, like it, like he's obsessed or something. With young boys. With impersonating I mean, young boys, like a little creep. 
Well, it's yeah. kind of a little Michael Jackson-y. Yeah, it's weird. I don't like yeah. Michael Jackson acted very childlike mm-hmm. and then felt more comfortable around children. Which than childhood abuse and neglect and... can definitely lead to those kinds of behaviors, yeah. but this predatory definitely. like identity theft angle makes this a very interesting case. Yeah, right. Yeah. In 2007, Bourdain got married to a woman who had heard about him on TV and sought him out. There's someone for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't Charles Manson have like four wives? People are fucking nuts. People are fucking... Ted Bundy got married in prison. Yeah. Well, I mean, I get that though. Because hello, (laughs) hunky. God damn it. Hello. Hello. Um... So he now lives under his real identity and with his wife and four kids. Blech. And he has vowed to never impersonate anyone again. He's impersonating a happily married man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so really. He's already doing it. So yeah, definitely go check out the documentary The Imposter, which came out in 2012. It's fucking amazing, and it's like a ton of interviews with Bourdain yeah. himself. It's fucking it's crazy. So Amazing. It's so it's creepy. So amazing. It's so creepy. Um, and then there's also a French fictional film, but based on the story called The Chameleon, which I haven't seen yet, but now I want to. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's my case. I'm so glad you covered him. Mm-hmm. Though He's the life yeah. lock guy would have been a little more fun, but you know. <laughs> well, well I we have... basically covered him. Yeah, we did. We did. I have a story uh, on sort of a similar track here uh not a financially motivated well okay there's some of that too but anyway this story is out of our favorite state wisconsin oh yeah how many horse fuckers none i was shocked what deer fuckers deer none of those either he did he fucked both remember he got caught right. because he oh, fucked the neighbor's right. horse and then tried to decapitate it and the neighbor was like uh duh fuck <laughs> anyway, still, still looking for justice for Brian Hathaway. You can visit free Brian. freebrianhathaway.org.gov.edu for more information. Um, I was originally drawn to this story because I saw some headlines and I was like, holy shit, this looks ridiculous and amazing, which it is, but... Of course, as with any true crime, upon further reading, I ended up having, like, a lot of feels around this person and being sad at the end. We end up feeling... We end up feeling... We skew way to the perpetrators. Yeah. Yeah. And it's bad. A lot of of feels. It's a little bad. Um, So on September 2nd, 2008, a shy, blonde transfer student strolled into Oshawabanon High School in Green Bay, Wisconsin. I have adult braces. <laughs> no, the name I is know. ridiculous. I the saying, name is so Wisconsin it hurts. It's yeah. that's the joke. Anyway, yeah. the petite sophomore wore <laughs> a pink cow high school and carried a new school bag decorated with hearts, <laughs> eager to start the new term. But just 16 days later, she was standing in court wearing an orange prison jumpsuit and shackles, oh, charged with oh, identity totally theft. Clash with the pink hearts. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Ew, yeah. Uh, oh. There, prosecutors revealed that Wendy Brown was not really 15, 
but a 33-year-old mother of two who had stolen her teenage daughter's identity in an attempt to relive her own high school days. Oh, oh my God, that is sick. Yep. What? No. Yep. That is the second mother who has assumed her daughter's identity on this show to get her jollies off yep. on this show. Yeah. Yeah. Tell Hot Blonde. Um, Tell Hot in Blonde. In Wendy's weeks as a student, Brown, or Wendy, Wendy Brown, had taken classes with students half her age. She tried out for the Ashwabanan High School cheerleading squad. Of course. <laughs> of course. And even, They're like, wow, she is not flexible. Uh, she made the team. <laughs> spoiler alert. Oh! <laughs> and attended God, a pool it. party thrown by the cheer coach. No. Oh, no. Obviously, this story became pretty sensational. It was all over the local news and reaching the national news as well. And this quote from Wendy's father, Joe, had me, like, dying laughing. (laughs) Oh, Oh, my God. (laughs) This is not a Wisconsin accent, but this quote just needs an accent. (laughs) Every show that's on in the morning called. Oprah didn't call. (laughs) She was the only one that didn't call. Oh, no. <laughs> That's so sad. No, Oprah. Oprah it's like didn't it almost call. didn't even happen. She was the only one that didn't oh, call. The only one that <laughs> I fucking did. love that Geraldo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They've got a chart. Mm-hmm. Ricky Lake. Yep. It was, it was big. Oh, my God. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> Wendy had a history of criminal behavior. She served prison time in 2002 for burglary and again in 2004 for obstructing justice. I couldn't find the details on this, and I didn't care enough to look. Um, most of her crimes were financial in some way, like burglary and um, also writing a Dairy Queen a bad check for $13. That did not, that did not clear. Been there. Soup's been there. But, yeah. She really needed those chicken tenders. Yep. Yep. So, quote, I can only guess if history repeats itself, her motive has something to do with money. This is from Lieutenant Jody Crocker, Oshwabanon's <laughs> captain of investigations. The name in the, the names in this fucking case are amazing. Um, <laughs> if the allegations of identity theft were true, Wendy would face up to six years in prison and a $10,000 fine. Yet her only crime while posing as a teenager was to bounce a $134.10 check for her cheerleading uniform. Yeah. Oh my god, this is yeah. so twisted. This is amazing and it's real. So let's get a little uh we're gonna take a we're gonna take a dip into Wendy. Back in yes. her home state of Illinois, Cass County State's attorney John Do- Dollum Gollum recognized Gollum, Wendy Gollum. on television and asked the question on everyone's minds, quote, my first thought was, why would you want to go through high school again? Which, like, my right. thoughts yeah. exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I really enjoyed high school, but I am, I think I'm the minority. I was just going to say, sentiment. I loved high school oh, and had, had an amazing fun. experience, but I wouldn't in a million I wouldn't years do it go again. back. No. Yeah, I'm no, terrified enough no. about going back to college in my 30s. Can you even imagine? <laughs> I can't. So wanting to go back to ninth grade. Yeah, no. Oh my god. So trying to wrap their minds around why she would do this, investigators consulted with a number of uh, like psychologists. But there's a quote here from psychologist Ben Michaelis, who referenced another similar case that he was familiar with. Quote: Many people focus on choices they made or chances they didn't take as a way of grappling with understanding their current circumstances. 
For example, in 1986, a failed athlete named James Arthur Hogue, 26 years old, passed as a 16-year-old boy and enrolled at Palo Alto High School, where he won one of the most prestigious high school cross-country races in the country. <laughs> oh my God. He's just, yep. he's just so developed. Yep, and then another time in 2009, <laughs> Anthony Avalos, uh, 22 years old, faked a birth certificate on his computer so he could play basketball for Yuma Union High School and aim for a college scholarship. So, like, this oh isn't God. the weirdest thing that people have done, but her background... But both of those were, like... Sports. Right, the motivation was pretty clear, yeah. and that's yeah. kind of the point here. Is like I get it; there are similarities, but obviously, there we need to know more about Wendy to understand why the fuck she would do this. So, unless uh-huh. she wanted a cheer scholarship, I mean, maybe. But she gave an interview with the Atlantic in 2016, and Wendy, who is now in her 40s, uh, in that interview tried to like shed some light on why. She said it wasn't money that drove her to step back in time. Quote, what was I going to steal, she asks. Kids' lunchboxes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wendy was later found with 14 lunchboxes. <laughs> 5,000 <laughs> lunchboxes recovered. <laughs> Instead, she says it was to fulfill a dream that was crushed many years ago. Wendy also had a history of abuse starting with her mother as a young child and was bullied in high school for a speech impediment. I totally get it. Adult braces. As well as being in the shadow of her successful and popular siblings who were, like, both on the football team and got good grades and were, like, they had lots of friends and she was just, you know, yeah, like, kind of a loner and uh, she, like, mixed up her R's and her W's, which is a really common uh, speech impediment that can be repaired with speech therapy. And it sounds yeah. like she no longer has that, but it can also be exacerbated by stress. So she's already like abused and having issues at school. You know, a lot of times yeah. thing issues with speech can be manifestations of other problems. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean this poor thing and fucking kids are horrible and mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she became pregnant at the age of 17 and she dropped out of high school Three months after having her first son, she became pregnant again. Which, like, Three holy shit. Yeah. 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 Oh my I'd be like, God. don't even touch me. Don't even touch yeah, me. Don't fucking don't get even touch near me. me. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Pregnant again, different guy um, in Illinois, and she married him. Oh, wait, no. Just kidding. She didn't marry him. She became pregnant again by a different man. She moved several times with her two children. She was not with either of their fathers. And then she But, found, like, whatever. Yeah, no, I know. I'm just, it's just for context. Yeah. Um, just right. because the next part about the guy that she marries is sort of important. Um, okay. She ends up in Illinois. She meets her, the man who would become her husband. She settled down, sh- settles down with him, and she marries him in 2006. I don't have his information. But mm-hmm. this guy is a fucking prick. Physical and emotional abuse begins, like, within six months of them getting married. Mm-hmm. And Which is very, very common. Yep. Wait until you're married because then it's like you're trapped and then right. the mm-hmm. abuse can begin. Yeah. Um, and there's young children in. involved. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Yeah, yep. and this poor thing is like, oh, I found someone who wants to be with me even though I have two other kids. And, you know, I, I totally understand mm-hmm. that, like, sense of security that you get and then it all comes oh, crashing sure. down. So she's trying to make her marriage work, even though he's treating her like shit. In 2008, the couple moved with the family to Green Bay. They're hoping for a fresh start. They want to live in, like, a wholesome Midwestern town. 
And Ew. who Green doesn't? Bay. I know who doesn't. Why would you move to Green Bay? But just kidding. Um, <laughs> and they rented an apartment that is just across the street from that Ashwabanon High School. And Wendy, again, in an abusive marriage, trying to start over, would literally look out the window and daydream about rewinding the clock and starting all over again. Basically shit. picking up right where things dropped off and her life started like really turning to shit. So she watching bring it on, had, on a loop. Like, she had like a psychotic break, it sounds yep. like. Okay. Well, she yeah. Definitely. I did. think a rational person wouldn't go down this route. Well, but I right. can totally see why she felt that way. Due to the violence and instability at home, Wendy says her two kids, by then teenagers, moved to Nevada to live with her parents, Joe and Judith. And she quote said, I had a breakdown. It was the lowest moment of my life. So, yeah, yeah, she's fallen apart emotionally. She sends her kids off to her parents. She's just trying to, like, she's figure out. She's got no one. Yeah, what yeah. the fuck. She made the decision. She's still with the prick husband right now? Uh, yes. Okay. She made the decision to go back and start over. So she and her husband went to the mall to buy clothes. Wait, she's preparing to fit it? in. There are conflicting reports on whether he knew about it. She basically says, like, I had him take me shopping. I didn't tell him what I was doing. Yeah. And a man might not notice. He, yeah, he like, might not know. Oh, those are teenager clothes. He exactly. might have no idea. And yeah. she... Or if he did notice, it would just be like, whatever, it's going to make her feel better. You know? I, mean, I don't think he gives well, a fuck about how she feels because yeah. he's an abusive right. prick. But I also don't think he was really paying attention. And... Yeah. She mentioned several times in, like, the full interview that I read that, and the woman who was interviewing her, that she's very petite, and that's about to come Mm -hmm. up here, too, so I don't think it was uncommon for her to shop in, like, a junior section because she was so small. Okay. Um, So she selected a fashionable fashionable Esprit shoulder bag, which I'm pretty sure I had. Um, <laughs> Levi, she's in the junior totally section. Did. She only weighed 103 pounds. And again, she's in her 30s oh, and had oh two kids. God. And wow. she wore very petite sizes. Um, she tried on a pair of Nikes, which is uh, a brand that she always bought her own teenage kids. Um, mm-hmm. But she said the real trick was the voice. She said, quote, mm. I just did that Valley Girl thing, the California thing. Yeah. And, like, made herself, she kind of dumbed herself down a little bit, I think. I mean, that's, well, like. Well, and she had raised teenagers, so she, yeah. like, knew Slang and it. Yeah. Yeah. So, in her teenage costume and her practiced Valley Girl voice, she simply strolled into the school that August and introduced herself to the school counselor, Kim De- Demony, mm-hmm. using her daughter's first name and her own maiden name. She said she was a transfer student from Pahrump High School, Nevada. In Nevada. <laughs> Pahrump. Pahrump. P-A-H-R-U-M-P. Pahrump. Little Wendy Brown. Pahrump. This is the same high school that her daughter is or was currently attending. Okay. So people didn't, people were like, aren't you Sarah's mom? She had sent her kids off. To Nevada. Before they went to that school. Before they went to that school. Oh, okay. So none of her children had ever attended this high school. But she used her daughter Jamie's identity to enroll in this high school. Um, Where am I here? Okay, so. Also, could I just interject with, like, how fucking old you feel as a 30-year-old hanging out with, like, young 
not hanging out with, but being near young teenagers. Like, I've been teaching French temporarily, and, like, (laughs) the other day, (laughs) this girl in my class turned to me, and she was like, Madame Lang, do you know what a meme is? It's like, yeah, bitch, I know what a fucking meme is. I owned the first computer ever made. It was a Gateway 2000. I was the dancing baby. Promises it came preset with the dancing baby. The little brat. But it was just like this slap in the face, like, oh, okay, I'm fucking old. And then, like, another kid said something about, like, he was writing an essay, and he was like, I think that this story takes place in the olden days, like, maybe the 90s. (laughs) (laughs) I hate that kid. That kid's expelled. Um, So, she, where am I? You completely derailed me. Sorry. Just kidding. It's okay. We were at Parumpa Pump Pump. You're right. So, the uh, school counselor told police that Wendy's registration document, um, on this document, Wendy herself wrote that her mother was, quote, difficult to reach at work, and the school should, quote, let her go home on her own if she felt sick. Uh So, it's like, okay, that's a little weird. Yeah, uh, red red flag. Kim said Wendy appeared older, but that her demeanor was consistent with that of a high school girl. Before the meeting ended, Wendy asked Kim when cheerleading tryouts were happening. Oh, Oh, so she she was on a mission. On a mission. Yeah. Wendy arrived at tryouts in a pair of workout shorts and a t-shirt and said, I was talking to the girls, and they said the tryouts were easy, and a few days later, like, they all kind of got to know each other. They are doing their tryouts. A few days later, Mm -hmm. all of the cheerleaders and the girls from tryouts were invited to, like, a team mixer slash pool party at the coach's house. Wendy Mm -hmm. attended and was trying to blend in, but also it's it was funny to read this part of the interview because she's like, I had two kids. I'm I have like stretch marks. I was I, gonna say, like, doesn't she have like a C section scar? Yeah, maybe? like or I like... clearly don't have the body, like the fresh b- flesh of a teenage yeah. girl. <laughs> that was horrifying what I just said. Anyway. Um, so she wore a one piece fresh flesh. She wore a one piece suit, bathing suit and, uh, wore like a a big t-shirt and other girls were like kind of commenting on her outfit and some nice girls left her or kind of came to her rescue and was like, leave her be. And basically the excuse Mm -hmm. that Wendy made was that she used to be really fat and she had lost all the weight and she was still uncomfortable with her body. Oh, good luck, good luck. Yeah, which I was like, yeah. quick thinking. I guess that's sort when of similar I to I used to be pregnant to and then the, the baby came out. Yeah. And now I <laughs> don't have all that weight anymore. So I guess it's sort of true. <laughs> um, so the girls left her alone. She enjoyed the party. And like within a couple days of that party, she got her official, you are on the cheer squad. Congratulations. Phone call. Kenyon, mm-hmm. do you remember when you tried out for the cheerleading team? Yeah. You did? Vivid, vivid yes, did, did not make it. I'm shocked. Did not make it. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Why did you do that? It had, I was no in. background in dance or anything. Did Diana make you do roped it? Roped in. Yes. I knew it. Literally, yes. I knew it. And Jessica, both of them. Oh. And I didn't, I couldn't memorize any of the steps. <laughs> and I just was, it was just a disaster. Diana was good, though. 
Diana, Diana was, was really good. good. She made the the one of the squads. Uh-huh. They were they sent me the like thanks for trying. Maybe next year. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> never <laughs> try again. <laughs> yeah. So keep keep working at it. That's amazing. Here's your rubric for some constructive criticism. Yeah. Stay away from any kind of Maybe physical activity. Learn to dance. Mm-hmm. That would be great. Coordination is key. Uh, some might say essential. <laughs> oh my so God. Wendy was excited for her fresh start, she was not too keen on attending class. After the first week. Is of, anyone? I mean, no, but if you're going to keep up your ruse, you got to go to class. Yeah. <laughs> After the first week of the school year's truancy reports were reviewed, so literally like the first eight days week. that school oh is open. Oh my god. She's like, I'm just here to cheer. Yep. <laughs> Wendy, this isn't at all like bring it on. Wendy slash Jamie was flagged for not attending class, and truancy in students under 18 can be reported to local police. Oh! So that they can follow up with families and see what's keeping the child out of class because... Minors are, like, required, basically, yeah. to attend school. Yeah. And the principal contacted Don Penza, the police liaison officer for the high school. According mm-hmm. to the criminal complaint, Penza marched straight over to the student's home address, and when no one answered, Principal Ribbons, literally this person's <laughs> name, Principal Ribbons, <laughs> contacted the student's previous high school in Nevada that she had listed on her paperwork. Parapapapum High School. And what they told him was confusing. Say, <clears throat> they said, Jamie is here taking classes. Why would they yeah, be? Why would Jamie be? Why would you be looking for Jamie in Wisconsin? Jamie's here in Nevada in school, enrolled. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. So, no wonder she's absent. She's in school here. Yep. So they called Jamie, actual Jamie, real Jamie, not Wendy, called her house. And Judith, Wendy's mom, answered the phone And Judith told Principal Ribbons that her daughter had, quote, a history of identity theft type crimes. Oh, no. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. Under questioning, Brown admitted that she wanted to get her high school degree and be a cheerleader because she had no childhood and was trying to regain a part of her life that she had missed. Oh, she didn't ever graduate high school herself? No, No, she hadn't. Oh. Well, because she she got pregnant at 17 and she didn't complete. Okay. Probably didn't didn't have enough support in her home. To be able to do that, which is super sad. Um, News of her confession spread through the school and at roughly 300 times the speed of regular high school gossip. That was actually from her interview. I love that. (laughs) Can you imagine? uh, We would have had a field day with this shit. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, I'm still, like, kind of in shock, wrote cheerleader Kelsey Ashton, (laughs) K-E-L-C-I. Come on, Wisconsin. (laughs) She wrote that on Facebook on September 18th, the day Wendy Brown first appeared in court. The press had a fucking field day. Some of the headlines were, pom-pom mom goes to extreme. Oh, my God. That was a CBS headline. Pom-pom mom from pom-pom-pom goes. Pom-pom mom from pom-pom-pom goes to the extreme. Another headline is, Mom, that's my cheerleading outfit from the New York Daily News. (laughs) Never disappoints. Yep. Newspapers as far away as England ran the story. Uh, Everything was just done, Wendy said tearfully. It was devastating. I just wanted to get in a hole and die. Poor thing. 
So a court-appointed psychiatrist evaluated Brown, Dr. Ralph Baker, and he agreed (laughs) that diagnosing her, he agreed and diagnosed her with bipolar disorder, post-traumatic stress disorder, and two personality disorders. Okay, so she clearly has some mental health issues that were Mm -hmm. likely going untreated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and according to an attorney in court, Baker concluded that she really convinced herself that she could make all of this better, all of her life better, by enrolling in high school and just starting over again as her 15-year-old daughter. And her fantasy mm-hmm. of finishing high school and becoming a cheerleader became a complete delusion. She probably would have been fine if she had just, like, gone to class. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, how long do you think she could have kept that up probably a while because she made it through the hard stuff she enrolled and she's 103 pounds yeah she probably could have Mm -hmm. gone through the whole fucking thing so because at what point do you need to produce like a verified id you don't because a lot of kids under high school kids under 18 don't have driver's licenses a lot of times yeah yeah <laughs> you're not Back required to have a license until he was like 25. Yeah, you're not required to have an ID, I think, until you're 18. Yeah. She could have pulled it off. I bet. I, she told Listeners, if you have information about this. Yeah. yeah. If you've tried it, let us know. Lift you up. <laughs> <laughs> was it truancy? Where's the rub? So Wendy was found not guilt in, gu- guilty, I can't talk, by reason of mental disease or defect. To a charge of identity theft. She was committed to the Winnebago Mental Health Facility <laughs> in Wisconsin for three years, the Mini Winnie. Winnebago. And Winnebago. while she was in this facility, she was diagnosed and treated for breast cancer, this poor woman. Oh, oh Jesus. And she completed her GED and in 2013 graduated from college. And she is oh. treating hey. her mental illness and hoping to build a new and better life for herself and her family. I'm Wait, totally so on her side, know, you guys. I kind of loved yeah. this story. Yeah. She, she had turned a rough it go around. Of it, but now she's turned it around. Yeah, she went to a real dark place and then mm-hmm. climbed back out. Mm-hmm. She has a college degree I now. Know. Yeah. She's two steps ahead of me. <laughs> God bless her. Maybe you should just go back to high school. No one would believe that for a second. They'd be like, <laughs> you're too fat, you have adult braces, your voice sounds like Rush Limbaugh's. <laughs> no one's buying it. The acne would be good, though. I the one thing they don't tell you in in high school is that when you're 30, you still break out pretty intensely. Yeah, acne and crippling insecurity on my side. So yeah. I've got stretch marks and acne now. See yeah. you in fifth period. <laughs> oh my god! Want to dec- decorate my locker later? No, oh my god! Um, oh, remember decorating well, your locker? Oh my god! I do. Was so fun. I need a locker. Okay. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Okay. Send us fan art to decorate our lockers with. Yes, please. Our adult lockers. Also known as gel cells. Yeah. (laughs) Also known as a gym locker, which will never happen. Nope. Never seen the inside of one of those. Okay. So (laughs) moving on Mm -hmm. to special thanks this week. We've got Lauren. Leffler. Nailed Lufa. it. Leffler. 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 Lauren Loffler. Lauren Leffler. Loffler. Whatever. Lauren, you're awesome. Yep. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jesse. Natush. Ooh. Natush. 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 Yeah. Natush. 
Shelly Ann. <laughs> Shelly Ann Bryan. Thank you. Thank you Woo-hoo. for your patronage. Yes. Uh, Rachel Surrey Tucker. Yeah. Uh, Diana. Oh. We were just talking about her earlier in the episode. Diana was the incredible cheerleader in high our, school. Our childhood friend and who roped me into cheerleading tryouts when <laughs> I really, really should not have been there was more of a speech debate team type Love of it. kid. Love it. Um, yeah, but you're amazing. We're still good friends with Diana, and now she's supporting the show, which is so sweet. We Thank love you. you. Thank you. We love you. Oh, it's me. Man? Heather Toms, yeah. a.k.a. A-M-B-G, a.k.a. the almighty bitch goddess. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that yeah, was a lot. She's like... <laughs> She was like, no social media, but just call me the almighty bitch goddess. Perfect. Got it. <laughs> Can and do. Didn't bat an eye. Um, also, Anna Greener increased her pledge to $10 a month, so Woo! now she will be getting a fucking patriarchy wine glass in the mail. Woo! Thank you, Anna. Those are made out Greener. of very similar material to my adult braces. <laughs> like, oh my god! I'm pushing for that advertising, you guys. Yeah, yeah, they're neither not paying are, us yet. That's okay. why I'm not neither are dishwasher safe. <laughs> I won't say it till if they ask you to take your top off, get the money first. <laughs> <laughs> bitch, better have my money. Yeah. Almighty bitch, goddess, better have my money. Tight. All right. <laughs> so contributing at a very high level of twenty five dollars a month, mm-hmm. Leslie Mascara. Mascara. So you get so to pick so much. a topic and yep. or wine, right? And or case. And or yep. case. That's awesome. Yes. So exciting. And Thank you, Leslie. With a once-off donation, Christopher Ailman. Just a friendly reminder. First of all, thank you so much, Christopher. You kick ass. Second Incredibly of all, generous. if thank you, you would like to make a once-off donation, you can do so through our, our online store. You can basically put a donation in your basket, like purchase one. So if you don't mm-hmm. want to commit to a monthly Patreon donation, but you still want to support the show, that's a great way to do it. And we appreciate you no matter what you do. Yes, thank we you. do. We thank love you, so you guys. Much. See All you right. at CrimeCon, bitches! Oh, get your tickets Crime for Con. CrimeCon, but use our code, which we will announce soon and probably has already been announced by the time this episode airs. Nailed Woo! it. All right. Love you. Bye-bye. See you in Nashville. Bam. Thanks for listening to Wine and Crime. Our cover art is by Kala Yip. Music by Phil Young and Corey Wendell. Check out our website and blog at wineandcrimepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Wine and Crime Pod. If you have wine recommendations or creepy true crime stories to share, email us at wineandcrimepodcast at gmail.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, basically wherever you get your podcasts. More importantly, if you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It really is the best way to spread the word. We are a totally independent show, so if you'd like to support us and get a shout-out on air, visit our Patreon page to keep this podcast and the wine flowing. Cheers! Well, hello, my friends. This is CK from the Mirths and Monsters podcast, proud partner of the Odd Audio Network. Join me, my companion Finn, 
and my occasionally satanically possessed cat Ray Puny mortals. as we investigate the real truths behind some of the most wonderful creatures you can imagine. Are trolls really that thick? Or is it just bad press? Are leprechauns really drunken bums? Uh. Sort of. But there's a lot more to find out. All you need to do is tune in to Martha's and Monsters podcast with me and Finn. Till next time, slancha your good health. Uh.